Hi, everybody. Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Lockdown Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Welcome into another edition of the Lockdown Blue Devils podcast. My name is JJ Jackson. On today's show, we are excited because Candace Cooper from Locked On ACC is going to be here with us to discuss everything going on in the Duke athletics world. She was in Winston-Salem this past weekend for the Duke and Wake Forest football game. So we'll get all the talk on that and more. Make sure you follow our show on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. I'm on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. Please take time to follow and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts for free. Simply search Locked On Blue Devils. Give us a five-star rating and review. We certainly do appreciate when you take the time to do that. Candace Cooper joins the program in just a moment. You're listening to Locked On Blue Devils. Today's show is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is a leader in college sports daily fantasy. Prize Picks offers more college football props than anyone in the world and offers the star players of the Power Five as well as mid-major players you might not have ever heard of. Prize Picks offers any prop you can think of from yardage to touchdowns and even interceptions thrown. You pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections and you can come up and win 10 times on any entry and it's just you versus the projected numbers. Make sure you use promo code Locked On, and that promo code will receive a 100% Instant deposit match up to $100. Prize pick allows mixed sport entries as you can combine football, basketball, and any other sport. It's an awesome thing to check out. As also, make sure you use the award winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made up in 60 seconds or less. It's really that easy. Price Picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals. Don't hesitate. Check out PricePicks.com. Use promo code Locked On or go to your app store and download the app today. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Here on Locked On Blue Devils today, my name is JJ Jackson. I am so excited to be joined by Candace Cooper once again from Locked On ACC. Candace, at this point of the year, you've been to Lord knows how many Duke football games, and I'm glad that after every single one, you've been willing to come back and chat with us about the contest. So how are you today? So good, JJ. Thank you for having me. You know, it really is many, let's just see, I get, tweet, I get tweets all the time, like, oh, you have to cover Duke. I'm like, it's football. Like, if you enjoy just learning the game, you'll do what you got to do. And I'm telling you, I learn a lot <laughs> from Duke football every time I go. Yeah, no, I mean, you got to be in Winston-Salem, a road contest, one of the biggest Duke games in quite some time in terms of the opponent they were going against being ranked the number 13 team in the entire country. Duke was not favored by any stretch of the imagination in this one. And people were wondering if Wake Forest was going to be able to keep up their, their hot start. They were. It wasn't competitive at all. I mean, how quickly did you feel like this game got out of hand for Duke, Candace? You know, Carol- Carolina, sorry. Yeah, my, my team's mixed up. Duke started out hot. They were moving, and they absolutely have never had a problem driving the football, right? Holmberg definitely came out the gate with some opening drives that I thought were really impressive, but it, to me, came to one of the first or second drives where they were, like, fourth and three, and they couldn't convert, right? And as much as we talked about Wake Forest's defense, they were able to hold, and it just seemed as if, oh, there are points there. Like, I understand you don't want to go for three. You know you got to get touchdowns to beat a team like Wake Forest. But also, you know your team is struggling to get points, period. I don't know if you didn't trust Ham or what it is, but 
to me, that was the turning point to where I said, oh, it's going to be a long day because there were opportunities yet again where they had to go for it on fourth and short, weren't able to deliver, and it just felt like it was a very frustrating time in and time out. Again, Duke losing this game 45-7. to You mentioned that touchdown came uh, kind of late in the game before Duke ever got on the scoreboard, and they did kind of fall apart uh, pretty quickly in this one. I mean, how deflated did the team get watching the game? It did kind of feel like there was some fight. As frustrated as it can be, there was, as we said, over the course of a couple of games, opponents had scored over 100 consecutive points before Duke got on the pro- on the scoreboard again. But to, how deflated did they look in person? You know, they didn't look deflated. I think it was, I think it was, if anything, it was the fact that they know they had the talent on the field. And of course, when Holmberg went down in the first half for a couple of drives, you had to, you know, have Riley Leonard in there making some plays. It kind of felt like, oh, well, maybe they won't be able to deliver it. And Riley was moving that ball, whether he kept it himself or he was very capable to stay within the game, right? It became 38 nothing. It's hard. I put out on Twitter, like, how do you motivate a team to stay in and fight, like chip away? There, there is no chip away. It's a how do you manage and move on, right? So I think that was the biggest thing. Like emotionally, there were times towards the end of the game when you saw some guys being switched in. Clearly, Wake had cleared their bench. But Duke was able to get, you know, some – interceptions going or some able to stop some big plays on third and longs and so I think you saw the guys get excited for their teammates and that's huge right because of course you're trying to figure out how to find some sort of joy when you're absolutely feeling like there's none to find in a game like that. Something you and I have talked about on Lockdown ACC I'm there on the program with you every single Tuesday is is that in the Georgia Tech game for Duke earlier in the year. They had the lead in the fourth quarter, looked like they were working their way to, to picking up a win, which was needed because the week prior, they kind of got drubbed by North Carolina 38-7 to in that contest. Ever since that Georgia Tech game, though, when they gave up the lead, ultimately lost that game, it's been a completely different Duke football team. What do you think has been the difference? You know, I think it's just a matter of not being able to score. Like, for whatever reason, they they have the drive, they have the manpower, right? They have the Mateo Durant of the world. But that offensive line definitely gets him swallowed up in the backfield at times. And then you're having to trust Holmberg to deliver you and bail you out. And while sometimes he's able to get it to Jake Bobo, other times he's not. Sometimes he's able to get it to Calhoun, and sometimes he's not. And I think that's the biggest frustration is the inconsistencies out of your quarterback because you're hoping that he can just figure out and find a way. Sometimes there's a mer- there's a miracle, but then you get down there and again. You have those fourth and shorts, and you have I'm, I appreciate the gall and the confidence that you have in your offense, but you know it never quite gets over the hump. And I think it's just a matter of mechanics. Like you go back to the fundamental stuff, giving your quarterback a little bit longer to make that pass or making the catch right so I think there's just multiple things that always just don't play in Duke's favor and I even go back to some coaching standpoints right there's some calls questionable calls about not or putting your team in position to not be successful and again I go back to the Wake Forest game when I felt as if you know that defense always had opportunities to get off the field and they played pretty sound ball they don't Really, they didn't really make that many mistakes, but it was just a matter of we have them right where we want them. We have them on third and long, and then like an AT Perry just happens to go and gun it, right? And Lewis can't quite keep up with them. They didn't have a secondary to keep up with Wake's receivers, and it was just such a long day. Is it is it time, Candace? is it time for Duke, ba- uh, to, to Duke football, excuse me, to move on from uh, David Cutcliffe? <laughs> 
it is time for Duke basketball, but also <laughs> I think it's time for Coach Cutcliffe to retire. You know, as I, someone who's a Carolina girl myself, saw Coach Williams just have that honest moment and say, I'm not who I used to be and I'm not capable of delivering and giving these guys all that I need. I think that's what you see here. It's not for lack of want to, lack of desire, lack of willingness, not of lack for lack of expertise. It just simply, it's a grind. We all know being in our mid-30s, early 40s, like it's a lot to put on your body. And I can only imagine in your late 60s, how grueling that has to be. And right. eventually it gets to you. So I think at some point you're better off stepping down instead of having your pride kind of stick it out and wanting to exceed past when you can. Because again, he knows he has the players, but if you can't get it done on the field, at some point you have to start saying and looking within and maybe it is me as much as it sucks to say. And I think that ultimately he has to have that conversation with the man in the mirror. I hope that that's what it comes to, right? I mean, this is someone who yeah. has meant so much to Duke football for over a decade leading the program and took them to, to places that they hadn't been in a really, really, really long time where there was a stretch where they were consistently competing for bowl game opportunities and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So I hope that it can be a, a very uh, respectful and loving sort of parting of ways as opposed to, uh, kind of saying, hey, look, you got to go. And, and David Cutler yeah. being uh, forced to leave the position. Ultimately, do you think he is going to come to that realization and will step away for the betterment of the program so it doesn't have to be as ugly and so that the last couple of moments with Coach Cutcliffe don't have to be something that we look upon and uh, really aren't too proud of? Yeah, I mean, listen, at the end of the day, you would hope someone who truly loves the program always wants to put their program first will absolutely do that. And that's above himself. And so I hope that he has that conversation to where I want Duke football to, you know, get to back to the levels with which we are competing for bowl games and we are spoiling people's seasons. Right. And so I think that's when I say he's absolutely going to make that decision for the team. All right. So uh, as we joked a little bit earlier, we are ready for Duke basketball, right? (laughs) Like we're ready. It's uh, it's getting to be one week away from the start of the basketball season for Duke. One week from today, it's a top 10 matchup already. Duke, the preseason, number nine team in the country. They're going to take on number 10, Kentucky. Can you believe that we're one week away? I absolutely can't believe. And that's another reason I hate to go back to football, but maybe that's why Coach Cut has to go because you don't have your buddy Coach K after this season. So why not ride out into the sunset together, go drink some, you know, Mai Tais and mimosas and just relax. Like you've done all you need to do for your university, just, you know, keep it chill. But I mean, the pressure is on for those guys. I mean, I know they blow, they blew out Mississippi Salem State. Of course we knew that they would do that. But Duke basketball knows the pressure that's going to come with having a great season. And I don't think it's going to be pressure necessarily from Coach K. Actually, positive it's not going to be pressure right. from Coach K. But I think it's going to be wanting to do well for him because of what he means to that university, wanting him to go out on top. And of course, you want that one shining moment and always makes better for pre- like you can't make this kind of stuff up storylines like they're all there and waiting for us to talk about I look forward to having you on the locked on ACC podcast and just really relish in what is going to be a very interesting transition like as we're talking about a lot of things happening with coaching changes on the basketball side I'm excited to see what this Duke team can do because we have I mean we've seen years past where they had like the fab four and the Zion era and what that became of and like what can this team have a different set of pressure, you know, going into this one and how they'll deliver. 
Today's podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. We're back at Better Than Ever, a new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKED ON to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, baseball, NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. So you uh, obviously have been talking about the ACC for you know your show five days a week. It's a great show that people should listen to with Locked On ACC. You've been deep in football conversation, but within the past couple of weeks, you have been talking a little bit more and more about basketball, which is great for Duke fans because we are getting closer. ACC tip-off <laughs> has come and gone. The media votes are in, and Duke was picked to be the champions of the conference. Paula Banchero picked to be the player of the year and freshman of the year. Do you agree with those select? I think Paula Banchero is definitely one to watch. He is as advertised, according to all of my friends, who got the opportunity to cover that Winston-Salem State game. And just more importantly, just seeing him in action from his time in high school. I think that's going to be exciting for him because he, again, all the pressure is going to be on how do we make Duke look the best. But in terms of team, right, they're always ranked number one. They always have the best class, but it doesn't always deliver on the court. Like on paper, of course, you got the five stars through the wazoo, but now can you actually deliver? So I'm interested to see how this year goes for them in terms of having so many changes, right? You do have some veteran leadership, but at the same time, you have some young guys are trying to figure it out. I don't really hold 2020 against them. However, I do see a Florida State team that was able to figure it out and they're reloading in very good ways. And they're like the quote unquote new blood energy. So it's hard to take away from Coach Hamilton and what he's done for that program. And we know that Tony Bennett and Virginia, they've somehow always managed to figure it out somehow, some way. And then Hubert Davis in his first year, I know it's going to be some growing pains, but he's had some good recruits or some good transfer guys come in. So I think that's going to be a big question. So do I think Duke deserve number one? Sure. On paper. Yes, again, I think they absolutely have the people. Can they deliver it? That'll be time will only tell. No, you're right about that. We'll figure it out as we get going. And again, one week away from today. Duke plays basketball versus Kentucky to tip off the season. It is a uh, neutral site game, so it will not be played inside Cameron Indoor. But as you said this past Saturday, we had that Winston-Salem doubleheader, right? Duke plays Wake Forest in football. The basketball team plays Winston-Salem State, and they win by $5 million. Uh, with that being <laughs> said, we got to see Cameron Indoor Stadium at full capacity yeah. for the first time since March 2020 when uh, Duke defeated North Carolina to close out the season. How awesome is it going to be to see all of these ACC venues back with uh, full crowds? You know, I think it's important that people, kids, college students, right, have that real experience because growing up, you know, you just see the Cameron crazies and you're just like, that's the moments you live for, whether you're playing as an opponent or you're playing for the school. You live for those opportunities to kind of dominate on Cameron and and, in Cameron Indoor Stadium on Coach K's court. Like, that's what you absolutely want to have and have the fans just relish in that. So I'm excited 
for that opportunity for all of those guys, both, again, Duke players and opponents. You finally get to have that college career. This is what you play for. This is what you come for. This is where, more importantly, you want to win this season because you know it's Coach K's last one. So, of course, I want to put up 25 or whatever it is to say I did that on Coach K's court. All of that. So I think that's good. But more, you have the uh, advantage as a Duke player because if you saw last season, that was their their six-man was not in there. And you could tell they were off by it, right? They were just not used to coming out and just hearing the squeaks and they could hear coach cussing at them. Like, right. they're very much not used to that. So they're, uh, to me, going to be amped up even more, which is why the number one spot might be cool. But I'm excited to see how the fans kind of react to just having that and how hard they're going to go for their squad this year. Yeah, because if you're an opponent, you want to be able to talk trash to the Cameron <laughs> Crazies because you know that they're going to be throwing it back your way. Same thing right. said for the Dean Dome. I'm excited for because that place is huge. I mean, oh my gosh, to get everybody back in there. Can't wait to see that. How would you rank the four basketball venues uh, for ACC schools in North Carolina between Duke, uh, North Carolina, uh, Wake Forest, and NC State? I'm okay if you put a little bias in this, but how would you rank the four? <laughs> Honestly, I would put Winston peak game day experience like peak experience at those spots that's great so number four I have actually been in the arena but I would give Wake Forest when they play teams like Duke and they beat a Duke there's nothing yeah. like that right? crazy yeah. but when you have number three I will say the Dean Dam only because we are very much known for our wine and cheese crowd sometimes <laughs> unless the team is doing really well we kind of just sit and chill and watch the game I wish they would bring the students a little bit closer to the court. So I give okay. them number three. Number two, I would say NC State because their fans are hecklers. Like we know, <laughs> I'm talking about number one here in a second, but NC State fans are ruthless and they're very much into that bad boy. So I'm excited to see them. But obviously, number one, Cameron Indoor because of the capacity is very intimate, very hot. <laughs> you yeah. know, you definitely have to have very tight spaces, squeeze that elbow room in there. But there is nothing like that atmosphere. You can hear it on TV. You can hear it in their presence of just being on the floor. It's unbelievable just to have, you know, guys go out there. And that's what they dream of. Like, that's, to me, better than any Final Four national championship. Like, to have a great Carolina basketball game in Cameron, you can't make that kind of stuff up. No, it's awesome. I'm excited for it to be back, uh, for the crowds to be there. I think I agree with a lot of what you said in terms of uh, ranking those crowds. I, I would put North Carolina ahead of NC State, Candace, just because okay. from, from the Duke perspective, right, like that place intimidates me. I'm so terrified <laughs> every time uh, Duke basketball – because that right, it's just like you know you're going to get a good game. And I know that of any game on the schedule, the Tar Heels want to beat the Blue Devils and the Blue Devils want to beat the Tar Heels, right? I mean, I think that matters – in terms of uh, what to expect on a game day and that sort of thing. So uh, that's why I've got uh, I've got North Carolina right there above them at uh, number two. What do you think about North Carolina as they get ready to start their season here in one week as well? You know, I think it's going to be interesting to see. We're kind of getting the first tester year for what will be John Shires here coming up here. So we're like, let's see what the assistants do. And yeah. Hebert can get his own feel. I'm hoping that while we do want to say it's the Carolina family, we have the Carolina way, we want to keep things the same. I'm hoping we see a little bit of Hubert's flair, right? I hope we see a little bit of his energy, throw some things out there, don't save those timeouts, right? Did don't you, do Did you see any of that about. in the late night event? Yeah, I think he's just, I personally feel like he's just taking it all in and right. I'm ready for him to receive the moment. Like you're okay. Like I get 
it's a blessing. You're crying because you just are so excited. And I get like, you know, all praises be to the most high. Opportunities like this do not happen every day. But now I need you to understand that you a bad mama jamma. You the freaking <laughs> head coach of North Carolina. Let's walk and talk and act like that, right? Let's have our shoulders back. Let's have our head high and get ready to really lead these guys into greatness because that's what we're going to have to have this season. That's great. That's great. Candice, you're always the best. I want people to go listen to Locked on ACC as soon as they finish listening to this because you and I have a really good discussion today about uh, what's going on with ACC football and that sort of thing. But uh, plug your social media, plug uh, the show, and uh, thanks again for coming on the show. Of course, anytime, JJ, I will be at Pitt and Duke this weekend, so I look forward to talking about that probably with you (laughs) next week as well. (laughs) And so it'll be fun, but – you guys can follow Alox on ACC and podcast is available anywhere. We also are on YouTube. So please feel free to subscribe to that. JJ is, has a whole fan base. So if you guys want to get in on that action, do so as well. But if you want to follow me personally at Candace D Cooper, do that. Cause you know, I talk, if you talk to me, I talk back. So we're always here it. having a good time and love and appreciate you, JJ. Thank you again. Absolutely. We love to talk, Candace. We're a good one-two punch. And, uh, <laughs> I think that people enjoy us chatting. So thanks again for doing this today, Candace. Okay? No doubt. Thank you. That is Candace Cooper from Locked On ACC joining us here today on Locked On Blue Devils. Thank you again to Candace Cooper from Locked On ACC for joining us on today's show. It's always a pleasure to catch up with her. I enjoy her coverage. I enjoy joining her every Tuesday on her program. So it was only right that we return the favor. Again, she will be at the Duke football game this upcoming weekend versus Pittsburgh. So who knows? We may have her back in the near future. You can connect with me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. And be sure to follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. Be sure to subscribe and follow this podcast right now on your favorite podcast app, and you'll get the latest episode of Locked On Blue Devils as soon as it's available each and every day. Again, make sure you check out Locked On ACC, the podcast over there with Candace Cooper. I join her for today's program. That's going to do it for today's show. As always, go Duke. I'll talk to you tomorrow. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you and good day.